If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Hello, everybody. Um, getting started here. It's kind of a more complicated setup than I normally have, so sorry I'm a couple minutes late. Uh, this broadcast originally appeared in the self-sewn wardrobe Facebook group. So if you want to watch live videos and get special coupon codes, go to facebook.com slash groups slash self-sewn wardrobe. And I just got a question on Instagram from someone uh, asking whether or not we would be putting these videos on YouTube and we will be doing so hopefully in the next couple weeks. We'll have everything all set up uh, to put these videos on YouTube and then also uh, the audio as a podcast uh, on iTunes. So hello Marissa and Margaret and Jennifer and Sophie and Fred and Eric and Sarah. Everybody's joining in. Um, and like I said, sorry I'm a couple minutes late, but I've got everything set up here uh, to talk about different motors on different sewing machines. And um, I did a little uh, dry run here before I, uh, you know, started the camera. And, um, you know, both of these machines are baby locks that we sell, and they're actually both uh, pretty darn nice machines, but we're going to be talking about the differences, and I hope that through Facebook Live and then um, hopefully through the audio and the podcast and the YouTube video, you will be able to kind of just hear the differences um, or at least hear how this machine might sound different from your machine at home if you have a machine that doesn't have a DC motor. And then I also want to preface this with I'm giving this information out. Uh, I know that everyone has different sewing preferences and different budgets and different, you know, uh, sort of, uh, what do I want to say, different sewing plans. So I definitely am not saying that you, you know, must have a certain machine to be successful or anything like that, but I do know from working and running the sewing store that sometimes people expect a little too much out of a certain uh, kind of caliber of sewing machine. Um, so before I get started, I'll say hello to Cassie and um, Summer and Sharice and Tracy and Julian and everyone else who has joined in. Okay, so um, this is the Baby Lock Molly. I have the Baby Lock Molly. She's on my left. And then I have the Baby Lock Sophia, and she's on my right. And they're both part of Baby Lock's kind of entry-level machines. They're in the A line, and they're all named after girls, um, which is, you know, kind of cute, I guess. Um, so uh, anyway, um, we, we have these two girls with us uh, here today. Molly is a mechanical machine, and she is kind of like second up from the bottom. There's one machine below Molly called Anna. And then Sophia is kind of a special machine in the A-line because she's the only one that does embroidery. And she is, uh, so she does embroidery, and that's all well and good, but she is the start of these DC motors uh, in the baby lock line. So when I say AC, I mean alternating current, and DC, I mean direct current. And the alternating current motors are not as strong. And 
it doesn't always um, mean that you're trying to sew on, you know, something that's uh, really tough um, and so that you need a, a DC motor or something like that. But a DC motor, I hope to demonstrate to you with the sound and with the performance of the machine, um, how it can be different. So I've got two uh, squares of canvas here that I'm folding in half. Um, and I'm putting them in front of the machines. I'm sewing backwards t again today. And I have the foot controls for these machines uh, sitting behind uh, the machines here on the table with me. So uh, I'm not making them sew by magic or anything like that. But let me sort of keep these straight. Okay, so first let's talk about the Molly. And the Molly, uh, Baby Lock actually advertises these prices for these machines nationally. So, um, you know, at least for this month of November 2016, I can talk about how much they cost. Um, this is uh, the Molly, and they advertise it for $2.99. Um, so that's similar in price to what a lot of uh, people who are, you know, kind of starting out or um, even people who are looking into getting like a sewing machine of their own and maybe moving up from like one that was gifted from them or something like that, you know, in your, in your, uh, in your, you know, research, maybe you're looking up something of this price. And the Molly is actually a pretty darn nice uh, machine, even though it does have an AC motor. Um, so let, let me sew on the Molly a little bit and then get to talking about it. I already have these two machines threaded. I'll, we've got videos about threading machines on the YouTube channel, so I'm not doing that. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, start sewing on it back here. And I think what was important, and I'm going to lean the microphone um, toward this machine, and I hope that you all can hear it on Facebook. Do you hear this hesitation as the machine begins to start sewing? That is the motor revving up. And there's nothing like, you know, quote unquote, wrong with that. But it is in stark contrast to the Sophia. And so next, I'm going to start sewing on the Sophia. It immediately began sewing. And I'm just going to put the microphone toward it a little bit just in case we can't hear it. So it immediately begins to sew. Um, and, and this is one of the big differences, okay? So, um, I'm actually, I, I wish I had a not as nice machine as the Molly to show you this on because I was, do, I'll tell you, I'll be perfectly honest, during my dry run, I had another piece of canvas and I was sewing on it with the Sophia and the Molly <laughs> And I kept folding it up to get these, you know, more thicknesses uh, of canvas and everything. And Molly really did do a pretty darn good job. She hopped over it. Molly has an adjustable presser foot pressure um, that can help a machine with a weaker motor to go over thicker thicknesses. So the Molly was actually doing a pretty darn nice job on these, you know, layers of, of canvas here. So um, but I have taught people to sew on other brands of machines, and we used to teach a class monthly here called How to Use Your Sewing Machine. And I would have people bring machines in that were just, I mean, they felt like toys. You know, they they were, you know, you can buy a sewing machine for like $45, you know, I believe somewhere and these machines, they didn't even have the hesitation of the Molly if, if you know, once again, I'm going to sew on it. 
I mean, they every single time, um, and you can hear this when I go slower on the molly, so I'll hold up the foot control. So you hear it kind of go, I probably shouldn't have this piece of fabric on top of the machine while I sew, but you can hear it sort of go, whoa, 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 whoa. I've heard machines, you know, just less expensive machines go, hum, 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 every time they try to make a stitch. And so it's very, um, it's very difficult for those people to then uh, go ahead and maybe do heavier duty work or even just to have a like a non-frustrating sewing experience. So that is, a, I, I bring up this difference between the two machines, and I'll just sew on Sophia again. I'll hold up the foot control so you can see what I'm doing. And this is Sophia's full, full speed. Um, she, I believe that they say she maxes out at 650 stitches per minute. I don't know what the Molly does. I, I would imagine it's a little lower than that. But so Sophia... Being at the bottom of their direct current motor uh, sort of offerings is 650 stitches per minute. And something like the Jane or um, the big Destiny, you know, Gigantor machine, they'll say that they can go 1,500 stitches per minute. So, and sometimes that's for embroidery or it's for sewing. Um, it depends on the machine. But, you, do, you know, going, going fast isn't always what we want to do. But we do want to be able to handle the thicknesses. And, um, Noah, I'm just going to bring up your machine story again. Noah has a uh, Brother Project runway machine. And that machine is, once again, kind of an entry-level machine. And I've seen them here in the store before. And they are a machine that will go hum, hum. Um, and they just aren't quite as reliable when we start to get into more complex sewing projects. And they, um, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times a DC motor, ver uh, you know, on a machine, when you're looking at the line, will also line up with the machine being electronic or computerized. And so if we talk about that for a second... A lot of people see the screen on a sewing machine and maybe they get turned off or they don't like that or they think they don't need that or why would I need all those stitches or da-da-da-da-da, everything like that. The Sophia offers a lot of fail-safes that can make an inexperienced seamstress or stitcher not mess up. They It can make them look much more professional. You're going to get a nicer, straighter stitch and... Um, Noah had a traumatic event on his sewing machine, and after that event, the machine wasn't sewing very well. It didn't sound good. Um, when you try to have a traumatic event on the sew on the Sophia, if you accidentally try and stitch over like a metal zipper pull, or you know, just like you're trying to stitch with a dull needle, and the machine senses that it's not going to be able to push through the fabric. It will stop, and the Sophia will go beep, 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 and it'll say safety device activated. So, whereas on a mechanical machine, if you try to go through something that it's not happy with, it's just going to try its darndest to move, uh, you know, the needle with the motor. You will see the hand wheel try and move, and it can jam, and that can get the machine out of time. And when the machine's out of time after that, it doesn't sew correctly. It may not form a stitch. And um, Noah said uh, in the in the Facebook post, and actually I'm, I'm just going to see if I can sort of find our exchange because I thought it was um, pretty, pretty funny and telling. 
you know, he was discussing the price of his machine, the quality of it, how much it would take to get it serviced, etc. And we were talking about the trade-offs with that. And, um, oh, I, uh, <laughs> I have to search for this. But it was um, pretty funny. So like I said, I, I think that Noah's machine um, maybe cost, uh, you know, $200 or under. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. But uh, Noah had originally posted a, a, like, kind of an urgent call for help and, uh, you know, said, help, I, I have this problem. And it turns out Noah was only sewing over two layers of linen, so nothing too incredibly heavy. Um, but I brought up the fact that, uh, and Noah was also using old thread, so he got rid of that, and we, we talked about that. But um, Noah said you know, thank you. I'm happy for your input. I was just sewing two layers of linen together. Um, but I've learned my lesson about old thread. And then he said, since it's a relatively cheap machine, it's not going to be worth it to me to get it checked out or repaired if it continues to have problems. That's okay though. Cause I drank the baby lock Kool-Aid and we'll be in the market for a Sophia, um, you know, in the future, just how we recommend you clean your machines. And I said to Noah, that's really, I think, a practical outlook about this machine and its, it's sort of like caliber. Um, we charge $75 or $85 for a basic machine service to take the whole machine apart, clean it, get it back in time. Um, we call that our basic service, and it normally takes care of lots of sewing problems. But if that's $75 or $85, um, you know, how many times do you really want to do that on a machine that maybe costs 100 or, you know, $200? And so if you kind of have that outlook about the value of your sewing machine, you know, it might be worth it to you to, like, wait, save, consider, you know, getting one that's a little higher higher quality. We've sold so many of these Sophias. It's almost like we have a representative sample of people who sew different things, people who sew... Um, for the embroidery part. And I don't want to, you know, we do sell the baby locks here and that's fabulous, but don't get any credit when you go and buy from your local dealer, even though you can tell them that I sent you. Um, <laughs> but you, any brand, any brand, go in and ask them, say, I want this machine to have a DC motor. I want it to sound like this and not like this. Okay. So that is where I'm coming from with this video. That's like truly where my heart is. It's not it's not me trying to like sell everybody uh you know baby lock machine or anything like that, but it I I wish to justify our um you know our what do I want to say? Our position. Not only do they um handle the thicknesses and everything like that. They're just more relaxed. um sewing and their thread comes out of their needle and he was talking about his machine and sort of like I mean sometimes when you get in there and you're trying to clean out a bird gene you have to pull it backwards which isn't ideal um the reason that happens on machine so if you have a mechanical machine at home pay attention is that your you pulled the fabric out from underneath the presser foot and the stitch wasn't finished forming so if you have a mechanical machine make sure that when you want to pull the fabric out from underneath the presser foot, that you get the take-up lever, which also means the needle, will be in the highest position, okay? And what that means is then when you start sewing again, all the take-up lever just has to go down. It doesn't have to go up again. And so if you stopped and the needle was in the position 
where it wasn't completely finished with the stitch, next time you begin to sew, the take-up lever is going to take up that thread and it's going to pull it out of your needle. Whereas, if you have a machine like the Sophia or any other computerized machine that has this button half a stitch and bring that needle up into the highest position. Now, the Sophia also has a thread cutter, so that's nice. So I can push that and it'll actually cut the thread for me. Um, there are machines with that, but uh, there, is a, there is a machine down the line uh, in, in, in between these two. I think I said that the uh, Molly's $2.99, there's a machine called the Rachel, and I think they advertise it for um, $3.99 or $4.99 or something like that. Uh, so in our store, what we generally end up selling to people is either actually the machine below the Molly, the Anna, for $1.99, or people end up jumping up to the Sophia for $5.99. So it's either like, you know, I only have $200 to spend and I want a machine right now. I'm getting the Anna. But if somebody says, oh, I'm, they make the decision, you know, I'm going to go that extra mile, you know, you know, find it or, or, you know, however that happens. And they go for the Sophia. The Molly actually isn't a super popular machine. And I just think it's because people sort of end up going, you know, almost to one end or the other of the spectrum. And also, since the Sophia has the embroidery, that ends up making it pretty darn attractive to people. Um, Julian says, I am, I'm thinking I'm almost ready to try a new machine again after a big box store machine. Um, and Bethany asks, do you only sell baby lock? So yes, here in our store, we only carry the baby lock line um, at the moment. And um, Julian, this is, I think this is so important. If you are going to, you know, wherever, you know, Joanne's Walmart prices, and I think these machines don't come with Klaus service or anything like that. And I just look at it and I thought, even if our you know, for like $7.99. And I thought you can get the same thing at our store classes and all of that. Plus, if you call and you say, I'm having an issue, we can help you out. And local sewing machine stores, that this business model, okay, of not being able to sell machines online, uh, is it's an old business model. It is... You know, maybe to some people, they feel that it's actually an outdated business model. And I think that the support of the dealer is so important, but that oftentimes people don't give that enough value. So please do consider, you know, supporting your local dealer in some ways. Um, go there, you know, ask them about a machine. Uh, you... You know, we we do have this online community that, you know, reaches far and wide. We've got the ability to do that. Um, but you you need – oh, this demonstration here wasn't necessarily supposed to be just all about baby locks, but it was supposed to be able to give you just an ear um, for the AC versus the DC motors. And so you can go out and make an informed decision about sewing machines as you go and shop, wherever you're going to shop, uh, and, and you know, or if, if you're looking for a used machine or something like that, you know, you can kind of get the scoop. So um, if anybody has any questions, go ahead and post them, and I'll go back and look at any comments that I might have missed. But Julian says, my last uh, new machine was like 150 bucks, and I only use it to wind bobbins. And I think someone else mentioned that they keep 
like buying these new cheaper machines but then they like break and they don't want to get these machines laying around the house they don't know what to do with them and I thought that that was kind of funny because they're like how do I get rid of them and I'm like I don't I don't really know I you might be able to sell it like on Craigslist or something like that um Cherie says the local sewing gurus in Portland sell many brands and levels of machine they also tell you upon purchase that if you want to upgrade within a year they will give you a buyback deal on the machine you've purchased so yeah there's something you know, every every store has a different policy of, you know, trading up or upgrading or da-da-da-da-da. But it's certainly something you won't see at a big box store. Um, you won't see anything like that. And Portland and the greater Northwest uh, or Pacific Northwest area is um, – th- there's some pretty big-time dealers around there um, for sure. Um, let me read Sarah's comment here. I'm going to view it because it's a little long, but I think this is kind of important what she's, what she's got. I went in once and it was very dark and they almost had more vacuums and sewing machines. My next closest is a sewing fabric shop almost an hour away. I'm going to try and make the trip, hopefully without four kids, very soon. Yeah, I know that not every store is ideal. And, you know, I've had people come in here and get really angry that we don't have something that they want. Um, And I know from hearing from other people that other people, you know, other customers have gone to other dealers and complained about us. You know, we all we all try and do our best for sure. But um, and that this is where this is why Baby Lock's probably not paying me to, you know, uh, promote their products. But I really think it in my opinion, it comes down to a dealer a lot of the times. If you, and I know this has happened with me. I know people have said, I want this feature on this other business and talk to them about machines. And then I will say, you know, go do your research. And they'll know that that happens uh, for sure. So I I sympathize with you, Sarah. I, I know that not everybody is perfect. I do think a local dealer is helpful, but some people live so far away from anybody that it might not be helpful. So um, you you can, you know, you can come to Columbia, Missouri and buy a machine from us and uh, we'll, we'll spend, uh, you know, hours with you and try to get you a, a good foundation if you do. Um, if, if you do decide to buy. So we, we hope to try and be supportive. And with the internet, it is getting a lot easier to get support and get help troubleshooting on machines. So uh, I am I am very grateful for that with the internet. Um, brick and mortar retailers, very nervous. Um, and they feel like business, we can all try and use it to our advantage. Um, Lauren says, sometimes if you aren't, uh, mom buys some of her machines that way. So yeah, you know, buying a, a pre-loved or a used machine is... It's something that I generally like would sort of discourage, and of course I would. I'm a sewing machine dealer, but you can, uh, you 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 run some risk, of course, doing that. But you know, of course, people have bought used machines and are happy with them. And I never treat anybody who comes in here with a you know machine that they bought from an individual like a second class citizen or anything like that. Uh, certainly, but you know, do be careful. Uh, you know, talk to the person, and you know. They, uh, you know, just just use your best judgment with that. Um, Marty says, which I will read her comment here. Oh, Glenda says, our local shop is like your shop. The support there is, uh, 
classes, et cetera. I appreciate um, anytime I go to the store and they answer my questions. So that is good. Oh, Marty says, I love my dealer, but they are not an apparel sewing store. They're a quilt shop. So at first, I didn't even think to shop there. I thought they only carried quilting slash embroidery machines. Once I got the courage to go and ask, they were able to set me up with a great machine and a two-hour class on how to use it. Yeah, so, you know, different shops decide to focus on different aspects of sewing. And I think, you know, sometimes things happen the other way around here, Marty. People will come in and say, oh, you don't sell um, quilting fabric. You're not a quilt store. I want to quilt on my machine. And I'm like, well, we sell the whole line of Baby Lock machines, and you will be able to quilt. And that's where I've gotten a few of those customers that say, I'm going to buy from you. You are supportive. And so I, I do appreciate that. But, yeah, when you if you're looking for a machine, look for a machine dealer. And then you know, go in their store and all machines are going to, you know, do what you want them to do. The only, the only machine that is like so specific to quilting would, I would say is like a long arm quilter, you know, like that machine is very much meant for that. But like, you know, the Sophia can piece together a quilt. We actually have a lot of people come to our free motion quilting classes on the Sophia. So that's always a joy too. I love, I love that people come in and do that. Um, but keep that in mind. Yeah. Find a, find a machine dealer and then don't worry about the samples on their walls, you know, necessarily, uh, you know, worry about their support and, and how knowledgeable they are. The different features of the machines and find something that you like. So um, I think I'm going to end this there, but I, I'd love to continue this conversation or if anybody has any more questions about the um, AC versus the DC motors, just hearing that sound. If you are ever shopping for a new machine or if this is something that's important to you uh, as you go forward. Forward, um, please, uh, you know, listen to the machine and think about how much, how how long that machine's going to last you. Um, love the Molly, you know. I think Baby Lock's entry level machines are actually pretty darn nice. Um, but this is not a machine I would sell to someone and say you'll probably be sewing on this 10 years later, no problem. Now it could happen. I've seen it happen. But like with the Sophia, I could say for sure. You will be sewing on this machine 10 years from now. It's the rest of your life, you know. So uh, anyway, so let me know if you have any more questions and have a great day, everybody. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn.